Hi, friends. Welcome to Created to Connect, a podcast that focuses on understanding our need and desire for relationships and how to overcome the obstacles that prevent us from truly connecting with God and each other. Join me on this journey as I discuss how family upbringing, cultural shifts, and the modern church have impacted how we relate. By applying God's word to our lives, we can begin to understand why he designed us to be in relationship with him and with others. I'm Sam Landa. Welcome to Created to Connect. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Created to Connect. This is episode 16, and today we're going to discuss the topic, Who's in Your Inner Circle? How Being a Disciple and Discipling Others Helps You Grow in Your Walk with Christ. And this is something that has been on my heart for quite some time now. Um, one of the things that I think we have fallen into uh, is thinking that we only need to look out for ourselves, is that we only need to think about ourselves, we need to, you know, self-care and all this stuff, which is not bad. You know, it, all these ideas of self-care and watching out for yourselves and boundaries and these things, they're not necessarily bad, but we've made them almost an idol in our lives. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that later in this episode. But essentially what we're doing today, we're going to talk about who you can be pouring into, who can be pouring into you, and how your inner circle is your primary sphere of influence. So I'm looking forward to this episode. I hope you guys are as well. You will find this to be very essential. And also, uh, one of the things that you want to do is uh, click on the link in the comment box, I'm going to list the connections chart there. And that chart is going to be very helpful f um, for this episode. So at the end of this episode, or if you, or even after the episode, you can download the chart and just kind of go through it. And everything that I'm talking about really stems from that chart. So I think you will find it useful uh, once you uh, print it out or just have it available for you. Uh, so before we begin, as always, I just want to thank you for tuning in. And uh, like I said last week, I mean, I'm down to the last couple of episodes. I think I have eight more episodes left to close season one. And I have a lot of things in store for season two. I'm going to get a little more focused on uh, topics based on your guys' responses to the episodes that I've already done. I'm looking at the more popular ones and I'm going to really try to focus on the various aspects of those topics and and really present more content more resources and i'm also including uh video so that's going to be that's going to be fun uh so again just thank you and if you can guys I, I know really i've been pushing itunes but um one of the things that i've been noticing lately is that we're moving to spotify that a lot of the podcast uh forum is moving into spotify so if you can, go to my Spotify um, podcast account and just click follow and that will help me greatly and I would really, really appreciate that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started today and see what this connections chart is all about and where this idea of discipleship and discipling others and how it kind of came, became a big part uh, of my life. So. One of the things that I've noticed in my own life is that God has always, always placed mentors in my life, people who have been able to pour into me, 
share with me their love for Christ, share with me their walk with Christ, and have led by example of what that looks like. And each one has taught me different things. And along with that, though, there was a tendency to make those people, um, as godly as they were and as influential as they were, the center of of my my walk, my own walk with Christ. And one of the things that I learned as I started to get older is that at the end of the day, it's me and God. Every source of truth, of love, of information, of biblical knowledge, anything stems from him. So I'm going to address this in a little bit, but basically that is the first relationship that we are going to look at. So just to share a little bit about um, how my views were shaped on, on discipleship and how why I appreciate it so much and why I emphasize it so much is you don't grow on your own. You need to have these mentors in your life, you know, and, and God will provide them at specific stages of your life. But I'm reminded of Paul when he speaks to Timothy in his second letter and he says in in chapter 2, verse 2, he says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Right? So he wanted the gospel to continue to be spread. And he said, give this message to other faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So basically the law of multiplication, giving the same message by passing it on to someone else who then can pass it on to someone else and so on, right? So we need to be preaching the gospel. We need, need to be preaching biblical truth and following God's word in living out biblical truth. A couple of other verses that uh, just speak to me as as we set up the the topic here for discipleship. Uh, John 8, verses 31 and 32, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free matthew ten thirty eight says and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me ephesians 5 verses 1 to 2 therefore be imitators of god as beloved children and walk in love as christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to god but this one really, really speaks to me, and I hope it speaks to you. It's Second Timothy, uh, chapter two, verses twenty to twenty-one says, "Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house." ready for every good work. Matthew 4, 19 and 20. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Right. So just a commitment to disciple others and to seek uh, to fish for people. Right. And then lastly, the commandment that we all receive as believers in Christ. This is, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen to 20. Right, so 
basically this verses on discipleship that are reminders for us how important it is for us to continue to pass on the message of the gospel, preach biblical truth, and walk out our faith with Christ. Um, and for others to see and to want to have that same uh, reflection of of our relationship with Christ. So first and foremost, let's so we're, we're going to dive in here to the three main parts of this chart, okay? And the first primary relationship that we need to focus on is our relationship with God. So before you look for a mentor, before you try to find someone who can disciple you, this is the area that you want to evaluate first, your relationship with God. Where are you with God? Because without God, we can't do anything, right? All, all of our efforts are in vain if we don't have this close relationship with God. And, and honestly, sometimes you don't have access to maybe a mentor. Sometimes finding a mentor can be difficult, right? Finding someone who can walk uh, with you in your journey, it, it can be difficult, right? Someone who's older than you, who can pour into you, who's lived longer than you, who has had their own struggles in life, but have remained faithful to God's word, right? That that can be difficult, but it is important to remain patient and be on the lookout for that person that God does place in your life. But before that, like I said, you need to evaluate your relationship with Christ. First John 15 verses 4 to 5, Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you. As the, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Right. So your relationship with God, again, is your primary focus in growing as a Christian. Before seeking out any disciples, before seeking out a mentor, you need to focus on your relationship with Christ. Because when all of that is not there, all you're left with is you and Christ. Right. If you don't have a mentor, if you don't have someone that you can disciple, what's left? Are you just going to say, well, I'm not going to, I can't grow because I don't have a, a mentor and I don't have a disciple? Or no, you have that relationship with Christ and you need to focus on that one as much as possible. Right. We can't carry out his will without remaining in him and obeying his commandments. So, in order to do this, we need to focus on three aspects of our relationship with him. Okay. So, number one, we need to focus on a relationship with God. And under that, here are the aspects of that relationship. Number one, read his word. We can only know God by reading his word. We don't know God by just thinking about him. We don't know God by how we feel about him. We don't know God even necessarily by what others tell us about him. We can only know God truly by reading his word. He tells us in his word who he is. So oftentimes you'll hear people talk about their experiences with God and how God was there or wasn't there. And they'll share with you. And though we understand the doubt, the confusion, the frustration, the desperation even, um, it's oftentimes that we can take that and associate that as though that's part of God's character. It's not to say that it's not part of our journey, right? Because there are times where you do feel like that. But we need to ask the Holy Spirit to remind us of truth and that we're able to accept the truth that is in his word. 
But we can only do that by reading his word. So read God's word. Number two, remain in prayer, right? So we read God's word. We remain in prayer. We need to speak with God and listen to him through scripture and prayer. You know, I, I remember, I don't remember who exactly it was. Um, one of the authors that I that I read, I read a lot of um, Larry Crabb. Um, and I'm trying to remember, I don't know if it was his or not, but he does, this person who was listening to, did talk about listening more than talking during prayer. Right? Listening more than talking during prayer. You know, we can ask God for things, ask God for wisdom, ask God for patience, ask God for strength, but we also need let it, need to let him speak into our lives. So he does that by us reading his word. He speaks to us through that. And then when we're going through something, the Holy Spirit stirs something in our hearts, brings a, a, a biblical truth to our minds, and we're able to you know, work through a situation that we're going through make a better decision and so on but we need to remain in prayer the key there is remain in prayer okay because oftentimes we'll just pray to god when we need something but not pray to him to stay in this constant relationship and communication with him Uh, as i've learned through um, business or uh, just interacting with people it's always better to over communicate than to not communicate as much and then lastly obey his word obedience is critical because what good does it do that we read God's word, that we listen to him speak to us, but we don't do what he says. Like it, it doesn't make sense you know, my son's not at that age yet, but once he gets to four or five years old and he's able to fully understand what I'm asking of him and, you know, he's talking to me all the time and he's spending time with me and I ask him to go do something, but he doesn't do it. Right. It kind of loses the purpose of, um, me guiding him in in his own walk with Christ, right? So with our relationship with God, we can read his word, we can remain in prayer, and he tells us what to do through his word. But if we are disobedient to his word, then it won't really take full effect into our lives, right? It must be read. God's word must be read, must be learned, and must be practiced. So this relationship is at the core of the chart. You'll see it right at the center of the chart in both of them. So there's two charts. There's the model one and model two. And right at the center, you have those three, those three factors. Read his word, remain in prayer, and obedience is critical. Okay. Uh, second aspect of your inner circle is to be a mentee. And a mentor. As I mentioned before, Second Timothy 2 2 talks about this, right? What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Have a mentor in your life. Okay. They they're a key connection for our spiritual growth. They have been where you currently are, or have seen others where you are, and they've learned from decisions that they've made. And from that, hopefully have gained wisdom to help you learn how God can speak to you during those times of trouble. But a very key aspect, too, of a mentor is that they're there walking alongside you, right? They're there walking alongside you. They're committed to reminding you about the gospel and should always point you to biblical truth at all times, right? And see, when you're reading the scriptures, and you're praying to God, and you're asking God for wisdom, and you're obeying God, you're, you're going to have a, a much more clear picture 
of what it is that you're looking for in a mentor. Okay. And again, God will provide the opportunities. It's just for us to be sensitive enough and see who those people are in our lives and then seeking them out. And sometimes God allows for them to have an interest in us and want to pour into us and take advantage of those things, especially if you see that they are following, following the Lord. Right. Uh, if you read Hebrews chapter 13, verse seven, one, of the, one key verse here, it says, remember your leaders. And here's what you want to look for. Those who spoke to you, the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. OK, that's Hebrews 13, verse seven. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you, the word of God, consider the outcome of their life and imitate their faith. Right, That is the person that you are looking for. Someone who speaks to you the word of God and you're seeing them walk, you know, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. And you're seeing how God is using their lives to bless other people. That's what you're looking for. And as a consequence, you will learn how to mentor others and pass, pass on to them the same mes- message and wisdom that was given to you. So when you're seeking a mentor, essentially what you're doing is you're seeing uh, how they are modeling that for you so that you can replicate that in your own life and start mentoring and discipling others. So on both of the models, you'll have a, a mentor. So model one shows two mentors, right? So you have mentor one, hopefully someone that you know, someone in your life that you can turn to, someone that is uh, a model, an example of what it is. And then it's ideal for you to have two mentors, Okay, so if you can find another person in your life, you can find two people in your life to mentor you, that's great because you get a, a 360 perspective per se. Okay, but sometimes that might not always be the case. Ideally, you want it to be another person, but if you can't have that other person, um, usually we will read books, right? We'll read an author or listen to someone, uh, someone's podcast. Those are also other types of people that you can seek to be mentors in your life. Now, obviously, they're not going to have that personal one-on-one basis with you, but if you consume their content, they're going to influence a lot of how you think. Um, so for me, you know, some of those people are, you know, Dr. Larry Crabb, uh, John MacArthur, Greg Laurie, uh, many, many other people that I admire as well, Matt Chandler. So if you can't find a second mentor, you know, read books of one or two other authors that you admire um, because they speak biblical truth, they live biblical truth, and you see that outcome in their lives. Okay. Um, the second model has just one person. So you have one person who's your mentor and then you're discipling two people. So model one, you have two mentors and then you're discipling someone. Model two, you have one mentor and you're discipling two other people. Um, so again, be a mentee and be a mentor. Disciple others. And lastly, what you'll see on the chart is your inner circle. Okay. And your inner circle is your core group of people who uh, are your primary relationships that God has set up in your life, okay? Mainly family, but also anyone close to you, okay? And so I'll explain a little bit about that, but here's uh, the passage for this section, which is Hebrews 10, verses 24 to 25. The Word of God says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So understand who your core people are. They are the people 
who are the primary relationships that God has placed in your life. Okay, so to kind of give you an idea, there's you'll you'll see the core uh, core group there, and you have three cores. So the first core consists of your spouse if you're married, and or your parents if you're not. Okay, so you'll find someone in this group that you will definitely still consider or can consider as part of your core group. Your second core consists of your children and or your siblings. Okay, again, that just depends on on your status as being married or single. And lastly, your third core consists of the person you consider to be your best friend. Whoever your best friend is, um, if it's someone, again, if it's someone that you are growing with and learning with, and they're also believers, you know, keep those people close. They are part of your core group. They're part of the people who are going to stir you to love and good works. Meet together. Now, obviously, this is in reference to the church, so we always seek togetherness with the church. But that the church itself, when you're talking about the people that you're reaching in church, yes, you do reach other people, but focus on this core group because if you can impact them, that core group can then impact others. So you're really multiplying your effect in regards to investing in that core group, okay? Dedicate time to each person in your inner core, right? It wouldn't make sense. This is the the error that a lot of um, Christian leaders make is that they spend so much time investing in the lives of others that they forget about their spouse. They forget about their children. They forget about that best friend that they have because they're so busy spending time with other people. Now, it's not bad, right? You just need to be mindful of where your focus is. If you are single and you can focus a lot on your friends and forget about your parents and your siblings. So that just kind of helps you refocus as you look at that that core group. Um, Now, you might be looking at yourself and and looking at this chart and saying, well, Sam, I'm actually not not that close to my parents. I'm not I'm not that close with my siblings. Uh, You know, I'm a little. Uh, distant with my spouse at this moment or I'm a little distant from my core my core group of friends whatever the case is but out of the these three um, cores you should be able to find at least one or two people in there but these are the people that you want to focus on because they will always be be around you so that's the primary impact that you're going to have the primary group that you will impact the most so that is essentially the chart in a nutshell. Okay, you have number one, your relationship with God, which is the most important. You read his word, remain in prayer and obey his word. You have the second section, which is being a mentee and also a mentor. So you want to be discipled and you also want to disciple others. And then lastly, you want to focus on your inner circle, okay? You each encourage each other. You're encouraging them. They're encouraging you. You just find a way to make that inner circle work, okay? So that is all I have, guys. So again, one of the things that you want to do is you want to download this chart, okay? It's free. It's completely free. Um, It's for you to uh, print out. And just keep it close to you. Keep it in your room, on your refrigerator, whatever you want to do. Just so you have a visual of who are the people in your life that fill that chart. Okay, you're going to have a mentor. So if you choose model one, you'll have two mentors. One can be someone in your life. The other one can be an author, a speaker, 
uh, just someone who is godly and who loves the Lord and has has a solid example for you to follow, right? But ideally, it, it's two people for, for Model 1, and then you want to be discipling at least one person. Okay, Model 2 takes it where you have maybe one mentor and two disciples, right? Don't limit yourself to one. You can be mentoring more than one person. I think effectively you can mentor up to three effectively like where you spend a lot of time with them but two i think is a good number it's definitely doable okay um so hopefully guys you find that resource helpful and it helps you identify the key people in your life who will guide you challenge you and encourage you in your christian walk So thank you guys for tuning in today. I look forward to hearing your feedback and hopefully this chart was a blessing and this this episode was a blessing. And if you can, again, like I said, go to uh, Spotify and just click on the follow link and you should be all set. Thank you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.